It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. See, you guys can see that, mm. but nobody can hear it. Right. So don't shake your head at me. You just roll on with the punches, oh, I, buddy. I will. I just, I'm looking at you. Ominous start. Yeah, it's Seminole Headlines. We're in. We're good to go. What I'm referring to is it helps, works better when you turn the mic on. When you turn the mic on. You'd think after 23 and a half years of broadcasting, I'd know to turn the mic on. Uh, that said, Corey's over there judging. Iris here as well. It is always good. You didn't judge. I was supporting. I was like smiling yeah. along. You were like, all right, man. A I know he's going to rebound. Yeah. 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 I know you got this. I, I, there's nothing that could happen over there. Other than maybe like armed intruders well, that yeah, I yeah. that I wouldn't feel like just got this. Yeah, and even then, probably but even then you good. would disarm them rather right. quickly. As, as long you're still as I talking. got, as long as I could see him coming in, we're right. we're gonna be all right. We're gonna be all right. And Matthew would have your back. That's true. He's wicked quick. I think Matthew stop drops and rolls and gets out of the equation. <laughs> I mean, he gets under the desk. <laughs> is there is there anybody you believe in? Is there any? Do you I have believe in myself? In any yeah. of us? I can run into that parking lot really quick if he goes into that yeah, room. Yeah. That, it You're could be a the woman. There aren't the a lot of armed intruders that you are just, women, but yeah. I'm assuming it's a man. The problem I, is you can't. It's not like an alligator where you just have to be faster than me. Like, well, that's a good be, point. Yeah, you got. Yeah. You're on or, your own too. Or a bear. Yeah. yeah. Register sausage. We want to say thank you as always, and I give to you a hearty yay sausage. I got a great uh, message from the new shirts. Uh, got a couple of texts and emails from uh, people who have purchased the new shirts at Simul Headlines. Dot myshopify.com. You give out your phone number when we, sh- when we no, ship no, these well, things No, well, DM. Off? DM. I got oh, a DM okay. and right. an email. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. But this is pretty funny because it's got the register's theme. Uh, <laughs> Stuart said he got his uh, Yay Sausage shirt. Been a longtime listener, reader, blah, blah, blah. Not that I'm dismissing blah, it, blah, but we're going to yeah, move exactly on. Right, Ira. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever. Whatever, whatever, we're, whatever. Yeah, we're yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wore this shirt out tonight to get together with some friends, and my wife gave me a look that could be translated as, Marilyn, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently his wife didn't love the idea that he wore the Ace sausage, sausage shirt out. out. But mm. it's, uh, it's the way to go. But that's the cool thing about that. I mean, again, this is a it started with Register Sausage, and people love Register Sausage so much. We love Register Sausage we so do? much. You coined the phrase, Yay Sausage. Yeah. And now people are buying shirts that just say, Yay Sausage. That's really cool. I could have never dreamt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe and, more than anything else I've ever done. <laughs> Hold that on high. <laughs> but uh, if you want your registered sausage, the actual sausage, not a shirt. Right. Uh, you can have it uh, delivered if you don't live in the southeast. If you do live in the southeast, go to your local grocery store, talk to the meat manager. Corey's been talking to the meat manager a lot lately. Yeah, oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, you can have it uh, – they can arrange to have it delivered to your store. And if you don't live in this part of the country, it's expanding. It may be coming to you soon, but uh, you can order at registermeats.com. Get the Andouille. Got to love the Andouille, the jalapeno cheddar. I like all of them. They're all good. They're Depending all good. Depending on you what can't you're pick making. One. What you're making, you know, what do you want? Short links, whatever. You got, there's a lot of options. Yeah. Especially at the publics that I frequent. The strength of registers, I think, is the variety. And that's of greatness. not unlike what this offensive line is going to be for Florida right. State well, this year. I was going to say this. Hey. That's, hey. that's hey. a pro, guys. Wow. Look at that navigation. Yeah. That's how well you done. do it. Well so, done. yeah, no, we're locked in, Corey. Mm-hmm. We're locked in right off the bat. And again, I don't know how many more practices I'm going to go to where I sit back in awe of the transformation of this offensive line. But so far, it's two for two. It's a tour of duty, and then yesterday, 
And I bet on well, Wednesday. Let's wait until we see him in pads, too. Well, that's going to be bigger. That's going to be a, 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 a more impressive. It, I, I don't know that I'll get through the spring without walking off that field and repeating myself for the umpteenth time going, jeez, look at this offensive line. It's ridiculous. And here's the thing. Like, I feel bad about doing this. I want to go, like, through player by player that was on the offensive line in that group three years ago. Mm. And just say, okay, well, <laughs> in 2000, you had this. And in 2023, you have this. So yeah, I you feel mean like 2019 I, you're talking about? Or 2020, 2019. Well, you said 2000. No, I'm sorry. I was like, that line was pretty I good. I meant 2020. Okay. Yeah. 2020 or 2021 or 2019. And then in 2023, this is what you have now. Feels not fair to those guys. It wasn't their fault. They didn't sign themselves to right. Florida State. Right, right, yeah. But you had the one guy who I think – Never gained an ounce in the entire yeah. time he was here. Yeah, Looked- actually uh, actively lost weight, I feel like. Was actually trying <laughs> yeah. to lose weight. To your point, Ira, and I won't also mention names, but one was mentioned to me yesterday by a staffer uh, on the football team when he walked by and said, what do you think? And I mentioned, well, and I pointed to a couple of the linemen, and he was like, right, we don't have any more of those, and he named a few guys. <laughs> From those <laughs> offensive lines that you're alluding to. Yeah. I, well, how do we handle that? You just don't mention Look, them. Man, we it's, know it's, fine. it's been an upgrade. It's been they, an upgrade. Because you do need that as kind of a barometer, right? Exactly I mean, right. And I, I have no problem mentioning Abdul Bello. I don't know why we're tiptoeing around okay. it. Okay. All, right. um, All right. Abdul yeah. Bello, um, Baselli, even. Oh. Um, Brady Scott. I, again, I hope he's. He's married by now, right? That was two years ago he proposed to her after the Jacksonville State game. So they're married by now. I hope they have a happy a happy marriage. And that's not being sarcastic. I hope it's working out for him. But Brady Scott would not be on this roster. And if he was, he'd be like a GA, right? He'd be a coach. He could not compete with the guys they have on this football team right now. And that's no shot at Brady Scott. Several guys fit that description, by the way. There's a bunch of those guys. Right. That's right. The two I've named before. And and there's many more. I could keep going. There's no reason to do it. Basically all of them. There's no reason to do it. Yes. That's what what stands out is like the the 11th guy on this team, offensive line, the 11th best offensive lineman would have been, what, the second best three years ago? Yes. Maybe the best? Yeah. I mean, that's how far they've come. Man. Yeah, there's guys that will probably be pushing to try to get on second team, might be a third-ish team, that probably would have started. Well, it's to the point where I think it's reasonable to expect that a couple of these guys are going to transfer. I mean, yeah. I, I believe that, you know, at the end of the spring, I called this spring, I dubbed it uh, the spring of hurt feelings. There are going to be a lot of guys who are good enough to play at a lot of places, just not here. And they're going to end up having to take it on down the road or might choose to. Hopefully they don't. Obviously you want well, you to keep hope as much the young quality guys depth don't. as possible. Right, you hope right. the young guys can read a depth chart and be like, okay, that guy's a senior, that guy's a senior, that guy's leaving. By the way. There's plenty of opportunity for me to play in the future, just maybe not in 2020. Well, this is the new challenge that Mike Norvell has. Yeah. yeah. You know, we talk about expectations and all that. Well, that comes with what? An upgrade in talent and depth of talent on your roster. That's the only way you can have expectations. But new responsibilities uh, come into play in that situation in and, and things that you have to do behind the scenes to ensure that a, a young man can read a depth chart, can look ahead and, and kind of, listen, maturity is not the way that we, not a word we use to describe 18 and 19-year-olds, and that, whether they're football players or not, just students, whatever. So it's hard for some guys to have the patience or to see it two years from now, right? They're like, well, I'm buried. I got no shot. And this is where Mike and his staff have to figure out how best uh, to navigate those waters, whether it be certain amount of reps in practice or the four games that they're allowed to play those guys or whatever it might be. There are a lot of candidates on this schedule for which Florida State should win and win handily, where you could get guys out there and play yep. them, you know, and rest a lot of these other, you know, better players. So these are all things you can use as ammunition to talk to players about sticking around, even though you may feel like you're way down the depth chart and you're disappointed right now. 
But that's also a reason for Florida State fans to be excited is that this is how far they've come, where this would even be a concern, where you'd be worried that you're going to lose. You know, I mean, you already lost a really good wide receiver to Penn State. You know, right. a, a guy that would play in most places is going to play there. And a really good running back to Kansas State. There it is. So you're and gonna... perhaps a good safety and McCall. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Where did but, he end up? I, uh, A&M, didn't he? Did he end yeah, up there? Yeah, A&M, did he, did he, yeah. Sounds right. So, but the point would be, uh, yeah, you could. But that's going to be more of the norm. Florida State's been, a, been the aggressor, been the hunter. They've been in a position to go out and get guys from other programs and bring them in and have success with them. People are going to want to do that with Florida State's players now because when you have 12 offensive linemen fighting for five spots, stands to reason a couple guys are going to leave. Yeah, you just you hope that most of them are like McLean and Ward and not yeah, McCall. Of course, McCall would have had, McCall would be on the two deep right now at safety. He, heck, I don't know, he might have a chance to start. Yeah, and uh, he got impatient in one, and left, though. or something else happened. But Ward knew, okay, I, I can go get more touches somewhere else. Malik McLean saw the depth chart and it's like, even if I'm good, I'm going to get 19 catches. Yeah, I can go to Penn State and maybe get 40. But you you hope these offensive linemen, the young ones, and I'm talking about Armella, all the guys from last year, and then. Uh, well, Simmons from this year, like yeah, he didn't just come. Look, yeah, he man, you're him. not you. You might not play a lot this year. You might not get big reps unless somebody gets hurt. But in 2024, you could be a a, a really pivotal starter on this football team, and yeah. they need you. And I think I mean that's part of coaching. I mean, it's just what they're going to have to do. I don't think it's something they don't expect to have to do. It's just part of it. And then there's going to be some guys they can't. There's nothing they can do. Yeah. There's going to be certain situations. Trayshawn Ward's a perfect example. Uh, you know, David Johnson. They would love to have kept him. And everybody loves him. He's a great teammate, valuable player. Man, he they probably don't beat Oklahoma in the in the uh, right. Bowl without him. But at the end of the day, he wanted a lot of touches, and it's just not going to happen. So there's going to be some of those guys, probably a couple of the guys on the offensive line, probably a couple of guys, maybe at receiver, mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or maybe even running uh, back. By the way, I'm not so sure about running well, I'm back. Not, I I'm, think not, that group, I'm not trying to usher anybody out the door. Yeah. They have so many good players at running back. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them left. Yeah, I just I think that that group's gonna be okay at least for this year because you're you're gonna lose Trey Benson after this year. Heck, I mean we'll see. You know they have a couple guys that are that are draft eligible. So, um, but yeah, I mean I think that they're that's gonna be part of it, and it's just the nature of doing business. I mean you you're not gonna be able to keep. And look, Alabama can't can't keep all their players. Clemson can't keep all their players. It's if you've got better players, you're gonna. Well, that's lose the point. Some of them. It's a reason reason to celebrate. That's why I yeah. say it's yeah. a good thing. I'm just telling, I'm just telling fans expect it. Get ready for it. I mean, this is a new kind of challenge for that coaching staff. But you're right. It's part and parcel to the job. It's why you're paid a lot of money. And offensive line is a little bit more challenging because you can get guys in the game at those other positions, yes. special teams, and you, there's different ways to get them on the field. Offensive linemen, other than like blocking for field goals. There ain't a whole lot you can do for them yeah. if they're not a uh, part of that top group. It is remarkable, though, uh, and again, I noticed it yesterday, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but like just the difference in what this thing looks like compared to what it looked like two or three years ago, where I was confusing Lucas Simmons with Julian Armella because I'm not a de- I'm not you know caught up on the roster quite yet, and I kept thinking Armella's 79. No, he's 72, but then Casey Roddick is 70, and you have these three dudes that all have NFL bodies. Then I confuse. Like, that that wouldn't have happened three years ago. You know what I mean? You wouldn't be like, oh, which one is the NFL body? Uh, No, it's on the other. It's from two decades ago. Um, I I think that that's – it's so telling how big they are on both lines of scrimmage. Just the whole shape of the roster has changed. I still want to see it in action. Yeah, I do too. I want to see it with pads. I want to see what it looks like when they're colliding. But, man, just walking around. No, you're right. There's, I mean, there's every indication to believe these guys are for real, but I do want to see it. Because, you know, there's just not much you can see yesterday. Yeah, it, it's twofold. 
on the one hand, you have to have the requisite size to be good and to be uh, stout up front. But then, obviously, you have to have the feet. You have to have the ability. We want to see that. They finally have the requisite size at a lot of these positions along the offensive and defensive lines. Just the walking around, like Corey said, you look at them, you go, yep, yep, yep. And we weren't doing that a lot. We weren't doing that a lot two years ago. We've certainly documented that. Much at all. Yeah, it was depressing. I remember very specifically saying to Tom, I'm going to have to fight like hell not to be the most negative guy on this staff walking off this field every day because I see two players that are worth a damn. You know, and, and I, you know, so it, it, that was depressing. And now I have to check myself about going too far the other way because I, I was, I actually did this exercise, Corey, where I was just projecting body type. I was looking at guys that I think could make it to the NFL. Now we got to see them in pass, we got to see how they play and all that other stuff, but just looking at their bodies. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> Your five interior defensive linemen could all end up in the NFL. I yeah. mean, the tackles, oh, yeah. they're all huge dudes. They're all of the body type. That offensive line, which we've alluded to several times already, there's at least six to seven of those guys' body type that you'd go, yeah, that plays. That plays on Sundays. That guy is 6'7", 318. Yeah. That guy's 6'6", 325. You know, and, and they have feet. They can move. Right. So what that, does, what that does in terms of the big picture – you know, the bigger goals is it gets you closer to that level of the Clemsons and Alabamas, the way Ohio yeah, State. Yeah. I don't know that they're quite, quite there yet. They're close. Right. And, right, and yeah. it puts you above. Closer, yeah. And it puts you above all of the riffraff that you've been just trying to claw to get close to. You've been piecing it together, man. Just trying to find a way. Just, just climbing over riffraff. Trying I mean, to climb over riffraff. Tired riff of all these riffraff. Can we get some real around here? And they do. They have it now. It's unbelievable. And there aren't too many spots where I go, yeah, they still don't have it at all. There are a couple. But most of the most of the roster now has been flipped to a place where you're you're saying that plays. We'll see how they, you know, how they play on Saturdays, but that works body wise. And I think they have the depth of those guys now that we, they could afford. You know, last year was the first time they they suffered some injuries on the offensive line and they were able to withstand it because of the transfers they brought in and because of the talent that they had on the roster. A couple of years ago, if they would have lost one of their starting offensive linemen, which was already not good, but they were yeah. the best of the sorry. You'd have been dead in the water. You wouldn't have been able to. You wouldn't have been able to move the ball at all. Now they did get lucky. Maurice wasn't as hurt as we thought Very because lucky. you'd already lost Caden Lyles. And yeah. If you lost Maurice Smith, that could have the whole season could have turned out differently. Yes, without I mean, question. Darius Washington probably goes to center, but then there's a bunch of times he filled in at other places. I mean, it would have been a, a, a legit problem. But now, man, yeah, there's going to be legit competition at those spots. Casey Roddick and Maurice Smith at center. They've got other guys that they're going to work there as well. I mean, you have a, I mean, a ton of guards, but you actually have some tackle bodies. To Corey's point earlier, the reason Armella stood out so much in the past is because he has a, a tackle body. Yeah. He has a legit NFL body, and now you've got three of those type of guys. Uh, not just big, strong guys, but 6'4", 6 6'6", six, six, six guys, 6'8", six, guys. We're at the place where, you know, it wouldn't surprise you if you had three new starters on the offensive line. It wouldn't surprise you if there were four new starters on the offensive line. But meanwhile, you got guys battling it out who played a lot of football. Well, and, the, and think about the competition when they put pads on and they're doing the one-on-ones or the three-on-twos with the defensive line. You've How many got, fights do you think we're going to see well, this year? Man, buddy? and I love it. Probably I mean, more than we've seen in years. If, 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 they don't, if Jared Burst, so if he doesn't get laryngitis, there's going to be a fight every day <laughs> with that kid. Um, and so I, I just think that it's not Burst now, though. You know, and I know Fisk will be limited. By the way, I saw him do a, a couple of reps. Yeah. Uh, man, he's really quick. For that size, because they wasn't, you know, he wasn't doing any – anything physical, but that size coming off the ball, yikes, that's impressive. But Daryl Jackson, him, Farmer, 
um, McClendon, Peyton, like all those guys going up against these offensive line. That is, a, that is, I don't know if it's elite versus elite, but it's real good versus real good, and that will that will that will cause them all to get better because they will get embarrassed. And both ver- ways if they don't. And Verse said that uh, Jeremiah Byers talks as much or more than he does, well, which is I hard to believe. Oh, I can't, I can't. There's no way the, that's true. As two grown-ass men going to be going at it. But And I was thinking the other day, it was funny. Uh, what was it, like last weekend or the week before the Cheez-It Bowl was on? And they were. It was watching. I was watching the last drive for Oklahoma, and I was thinking back to Jared talking about the Oklahoma offensive tackle talking trash to him, saying you're not going to the NFL, which is a cool story because he, he just shares that part of it. That the the Oklahoma tackle said to him, "Hey man, you're oh, not yeah. going to make it." Not, in the NFL. Not, not his reaction after the sack. Well, and then and then yeah. you see the reaction after the sack where he just runs and goes right in that guy's grill. He doesn't even celebrate with his team. He but, immediately <laughs> turns around and goes in that guy's. But face. what he also doesn't tell us is what happened in the first 58 minutes of that game. No, he did. Like, did you he? Know, in that press conference, he's like, "Look, man, that guy was really good." No, he, but yeah. no, but he. But what did he say? Oh, in the oh, first yeah, 50 he probably, minutes. Yes, exactly right. He yeah. did. He did compliment the kid a lot. So no, that tackle's sure. really good. You don't but, think he was mum the whole game? That's what. I'm saying, like, hey, man, that guy talked trash to me. Yeah. Well, what did you yeah. say for the first 15 yeah. minutes? Yeah, you probably talked trash a back, and, and then you finally got to call your shot there at the end. Yeah, It's like your kids. When you oh, you yeah. know, when you know have more than one kid, you, you learn quickly not to assume that whatever that first kid said is true. Uh, it is yeah. unequivocally true. They'll tell you about the reaction. Yeah, every time. Yeah. But you don't know what led to getting punched <laughs> in the face. <laughs> Khalil writes, if you could add. Two guys to the defense from the 2012 team, this team specifically because of Jeff's comparison squad, that would push this team over the top, who would they be? And he goes on, he says LaMarcus Joyner and mentions Rhodes, and then at the end, Telvin. I, I would have added Telvin immediately because that's an area that I think they got to get a lot better at to win championships, and I don't think they're there. You'd rather, have, you'd rather have 2012 Telvin than 2012 Vince Williams. The tougher question than you would think. It is. Like, Telvin became Telvin in 13. He showed flashes, but Vince Williams was a solid dude for that team, and that was a really good defense. Yeah, I'd be stocking up on linebackers. Maybe both of them? He was, but he also – Vince Williams, we're also a little bit tinted by. I mean, he was good. He had a better pro career than he did. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You know, he was a little little bit better. Maybe Stoops was holding him back. Maybe, maybe uh, Adam Fuller would unleash him more. Thanks, Khalil, for the uh, – Yeah, thank you, yeah, man. Thank you very much, Khalil. Appreciate that. That's a fun question. I, I, again, I think we would hyper probably hyper-focus on linebackers for sure. I might go with both safeties. I might go, I might go I with – I think they've got some answers this year. I might year go Joyner and safety. Terrence Brooks at safety. It's hard to go away from Joyner. Yeah, Joyner for – I think Joyner's an automatic. He's such a – I mean, I mean he, he just was, exponent, He just makes your – no matter what, you could put him at D-end. I don't care. Just get him on the field. He yeah, makes your defense better. He's a football player, better. Jesse. He was nasty. Yeah. So him for sure. And Telvin's not a bad Yeah, choice. I might join her and Telvin maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty That's, good crew. You know, that was a good team. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, continues in just a moment. You don't have to play the music because i got to tell the fine folks about the, the fact that the NFL season has come to an end. Yes, it has, in case you didn't notice. But in my bookie, the opportunities don't win or to win don't stop. Get it together. Whether you bet to earn or make the games more exciting, my bookie gives you the most for your money with a redesigned deposit bonus. Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag. Use the promo code WARCHANT to claim a bonus of up to $2,000. Use the promo code WARCHANT to get a deposit bonus that gives you extra funds to play with all the way up to two grand. With my bookie, bet on the NBA. NHL, UFC, or play for the share of the big cash prizes in the weekly online blackjack tournaments. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. 
Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Rolling on. Seminal Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. We had a little echo there. You guys all right? Oh, for 2. Good. That wasn't me. You can blame that guy right there. I'm just saying, in that room I right saved now, us we're 0 for 2. I saved us. I know yeah, you did. You did. Right. You point see your, the quick hands? Point your finger at Matthew. See what happens when the intruder comes. Uh, hey, listen. Just letting you know, I'm not taking all this heat. Mm. Not today. Well, we're a team. I'm saying we're 0 for 2 as a well, team. Well, you're quick to point everybody's mistakes out, I Corey. Am. I am. That's what <laughs> you do. That's, just, that's the team role. You, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to be that guy. <laughs> Corey's the guy when we have our staff meetings, which we haven't had in a while. We need to get our staff meetings I, I, going I'm again. I'm glad we haven't. We I need to get them going again. I've got some meetings. issues with we, you people. We need <laughs> to get them. Corey is the, Corey the, airing is, of the grievances airing over of the coffee. grievances. Corey yeah. is the king of coming up with ideas for other people to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. that are more in their wheelhouse. Hey, you know what you could be doing? Yeah. This. You know, I was thinking hey, about Aslan, this last week, guys. I was thinking, Aslan, you could, why don't you spend about 18 hours following around this person mm-hmm. and do a video for us? It'd be, hey, it'd get hits. It'd get views. You'd be like, listen, Ira, you do a great job. That's how you know it's going to start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You Have do you thought a, about this? Yeah, you do a great job. All but, due respect. But I was thinking, yeah, here we go, dot, dot, yeah. dot. I get up at that point to go get more coffee. <laughs> Anybody need more coffee? <laughs> you good here? You good? Uh, so so it is that we, we roll on here. It's an exciting week. Tomorrow, another practice. Friday the pads, for those that don't know. No, in hour two, we will not be updating you with any degree of frequency on the basketball team. Sad ending finally coming but, to a conclusion. But we have to to prove we're live, right? We do, yeah. We need yeah, to yeah it's like updates. holding a newspaper up for yeah, a hostage. Yeah, we have we, to let people know that we're actually involved and invested. And, and it is one twenty-eight p.m. Yeah. All right, how about this? When, once they score, there you go. once Florida once, State scores, once they score, we'll, which we'll could notify be, people. It well, might they, be get, kind of close in the two o'clock hour. It might be two thirty. Might be two forty. Once they score, yeah. But somewhere, two? <laughs> somewhere around then, we'll give an update. Yes, they have scored. Because last Virginia was it Virginia Tech or the one before that? Where Virginia it was like, Tech. They were down eleven to zero. But it was like seven minutes. It was. Yeah. It was a uh, well. It was a while. The eleven to zero, sixteen to two, fourteen to three, eighteen to five. That's what they do. That has been a mainstay of they, the 2023 season, buddy. Yeah, they have got that locked in. Well, I mean, we were asked about it. I asked Ira yesterday. I'll ask you now. This time next year, what are we talking about? Is Leonard Hamilton uh, here, or are we talking about year one of whoever it was that replaced him? I think Leonard Hamilton is here. Um, I'm not convinced that at this time next year, at the start of the ACC tournament, we'll we'll know for sure what's going on, but I think there will have been a lot of conversation over the last couple of months about how the exit strategy. And I think that might be something we're focusing on a little bit this time next year. Unless they have a rebound. Yeah. I mean, his plan is to – I mean, we talked to him the other day. His plan is to go out and get heavy in the transfer portal and bring and look make this roster look different. And I think there's some guys he feels good about. You do get Ganey back, Cam Fletcher back from their injuries, bring in some transfers, and he feels like they can make turn it around pretty quickly. If that happens, then this conversation. But I wonder much over. to what end, though, because he'll be seventy-six well, going into that next season. Like at some right. point, there's got to be an exit strategy in place. You're not going to have an eighty-two-year-old head coach. So you, or maybe you will. Heck, maybe they'll defy the odds here in Tallahassee. I just, I feel like it. This, we all want him to go out with a, maybe not on top. He's not going to go out on top, but not go out on the bottom. Right. And maybe if they rebound next year and have a decent season. That would even spark the conversation even more. Like this would be a great time for you to go out, Leonard. You you finished fifth in the ACC. You made the tournament. It Something could like that. I just don't think. 
I just don't think it's fair to discuss what could happen if next year's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a weird conversation to me. If next year's good, we're still kicking you out the door. That seems like a weird conversation to have. It would be strange. Yeah. If they, if they were to turn around, by the way, there's two teams in this conference this year that uh, had the kind of overhaul. We're hoping Leonard Hamilton's able to engineer Pitt was 11 and 21 a year ago, 10 and 21, whatever they were. And then obviously they nearly won the conference this year. And NC State did the same thing. They completely flipped the script and uh, went from like six and fourteen in the conference to. Well, and, you know, I mean, they did, and, and they did it through the transfer portal. My Miami point is, they, was yeah. uh, Miami was horrible a couple of years ago, like awful, two three years ago, and uh, yeah, and they got an old coach, and now they they're coming off an elite eight team, and then they just finished in a tie for first in the conference. So, and there was a story. almost all through the portal. Like that's how they roll. There was a story the other day. I think might have been on on three. It was a couple of days ago about how when you look at the best teams in college basketball across the board, for the most part, you're much better off having solid 23-year-olds yeah. than you are having really talented 18-year-olds. And that's kind of the mistake I think Leonard Hamilton made is that evolution's been happening the last couple of years. He admitted he was late to it. He was late to it. Now the question is, can you do something about it? It may, it may be too far gone. We don't know the answer to that question. I think it's fair. People pointed it out yesterday when I brought up – I named – Two other teams, too, that have completely flipped their seasons from 10 games under 500 to 10 games over 500 in one year. There's two in this conference, but there's several throughout the country that did it. And a couple folks said, was their coach 75? And, you know, I get that. I get that because some of this will be about whether or not he has the energy to do it and does he have the staff to do it because he's going to need help in recruiting in that way. And he lost the two heavy hitters in recruiting. And that's really what's led to a lot of this. Right. And, and the other thing I would say is this, you know, if you look at what Mike Norvell did so well and, and what's worked out so well for them is that first year that he went hard in the transfer portal and got the Jay Sean Corbins and Jermaine Johnson's and all those guys, a lot of coaches around the country weren't going into the portal because they were leery of it. They didn't know how it was going to affect their rosters or chemistry. They had more to lose. Mike Norvell had nothing to lose. He yeah. had to get those players in. And then what that did was he got first in, had the proof of concept, and it helped him in these last two classes with transfers. It's how they got Jared Verse. And then this time around, it's how they got Fentrell Cypress and these other guys, Braden Fist. They see these guys know how to use me. It's going to work. Leonard Hamilton, by being late to that party, might have a tougher sell because they haven't had a lot of success. You brought in uh, Caleb Mills from Houston, which was a loaded team, and Caleb Mills was one that made their, their leading scorer when he left there. They did fine without him. And, but he hasn't gone anywhere from that. Right. I mean, he hasn't gotten any better. Right. Uh, Cameron Fletcher came in from Kentucky, hasn't lit the world on fire. He's injured right now, but even before that. So so they don't have the proof of concept. That's going to make it tougher. But, again, if he can do it, I, I think you can turn it around pretty quickly. Yeah, it's easier in basketball, right? Uh, clearly. Much easier, easier in basketball. Yeah, you, yeah. you get three really good players. I was just about to players. say two you or three really good players change. And they don't have to look. be great players. No. no they. Uh, we're all rooting for that. Ultimately, I think a lot of people have a strong opinion that it will not happen for Leonard, that this is the beginning of the end, that last year was the beginning of the end. That's a fair thing to debate. Uh, I'm not going to say that it's impossible, and I know that that's a guy of great character and somebody you're rooting for to get yeah. it turned around. You'd like to see him have one last really good season. Like I think the ideal situation would be for Leonard to flip that roster, you know, whatever, win 20 games, get into the NCAA tournament, however it ends, and then with say, a okay, national I, championship. Well, that, w- that would be perfect. That would be yes. the perfect That would ending. be, uh, yeah, an uh, unrealistic movie. But if somehow. But if you, but if you just get into the just tournament. Just get into the a, tournament, and then, you know what? I did it. Okay, I'm not leaving this place after this godforsaken season we just had. 
I'm not rolling out here nine and twenty-two. Um, you know, I, I left on a winning record. Could be, could more be ten and twenty-two in a couple hours. Just. More indicative of the kind of campaign that he had as a coach here, and I'd like to see that. And 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 that's where it gets interesting. I don't know where his head is in terms of what what does he see his last year being? What is it? What is what does it look like? Is it two years from now? Is it three years from now? Is it, I mean, you know, it's always dicey when you get when you get when you have a head coach who's done as well as he has, but is the age that he is. You, you do have to start talking about Tell you what uh, transition that Taylor Swift's coming up. I think <laughs> it is. It's uh, middle April. April. I think. Yep. It's, uh, I mean that concert's oh, coming up man. really quickly. Next I month. Think, uh, Stephanie's taking her daughter. Uh, I think in a month, right? Yep. It's coming up. Are you? You're not. You're, your family's going, right? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. All of them. Okay, we don't Stephanie. have to be serious about this. It's a, you can use it as a means to. Change. I was genuinely curious. Yeah. Jeff. Okay. I was genuinely well, curious about Taylor. We're on the air. Okay. This isn't a. This isn't a break. We're so, talking live back, where people can hear us. Get back to football. Yeah, we can. We can get back to football. We can talk about baseball too. Uh, football. You know, again, what's hard is that there's only so many ways for us to tell you that roster is so much better than it was, and it is. But until they start hitting, and I, it's just one thing I don't like is that. We get them tomorrow, and, you know, you do get them Friday, and then it's the week off. It's like it's just a little tease. You really don't have anything to go on. You're going to get one padded practice, which will be a big deal on Friday, like you said. But for now, you're just watching guys kind of get acclimated. That part is fun. I mean, yesterday watching the freshman scene who hit, who, who was able to hit the ground running and who looked a little bit lost. A few guys looked a little bit lost, but that's normal. And the whole thing, you know, the, the challenge, I, I think, with – covering this team right now where they're at. And I think I found myself doing this yesterday is we're so I, I I'm so focused on the newcomers because we we have such a body of work for the veterans to know what to expect. So it didn't surprise me that Jordan Travis looked really good. But then like the more you think about it and you think about where we were a year ago. I mean a year ago you were still saying on the air, Jeff, that you needed to see him throw the ball over the middle. Oh yeah. And with any degree of consistency and accuracy and obvious passing down. Right. Yeah. But I mean, now we just, it's <laughs> yeah, we, just everything's just a given. Correct. Like correct, everything yeah. he does that looks so easy. And oh, such it a looks given, effortless right now for him. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's oh, when you it's, know it's I, hard I, to, rem- I, it's hard to remember where we were just a year ago. And yeah. I brought that up on Wake Up Orchard, comparing it, obviously not him because he's not going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. But Tom Brady would make those uh, Patriots offenses just look so simple. Like, oh, anybody can make those throws. It's just a seven yard crossing route to Edelman or it's Gronk. I mean, but it's, it's how easy and effortless and simple he made well, it. Well, it's look. because you, it's pre snap. You got to know where the, where you're going right. with the ball based on the look. And getting. that was Jordan Travis to me yesterday, really for a, a good portion of the end of last season. But yesterday, and again, they're not in pads, but it's also Jordan Travis. But he just made it look so simple and easy, like almost like there was nothing to that throw. Oh yeah, it's another first down. Well, the accuracy is what stood down. out to me. Yeah. It's like again, well, the quick decision too, the read and throw. Well, it to he the knows right the guy. offense. It's I don't worry about it. that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all of it. But the accuracy. It, in in my entire life, I I cannot think of too many examples. Maybe not even think of another example, in which a quarterback went from fundamentally being questionable as a passer, both from the technique, his fundamentals breaking down, accuracy issues, to being a guy now that that is no longer a question. That that, that he's an accurate passer. He's decisive. He can throw into tight windows. Yeah. He throws in rhythm. He can read a defense, pre-snap, he's quick, all those. I mean, he has come so far, further than any quarterback I have ever covered, period. I have never covered a quarterback that's ever come as far as Jordan Travis did in one year. I think I can't imagine anybody has. And But the other thing is it's kind of made me feel a little bit bad for Tate because Tate looks really good, but he doesn't look anything like Jordan. No. You know, Tate looks clearly better than the other two, but 
after you watch Jordan, then I see Tate, and I'm like, well, that's not that, you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah. in terms of how quickly it gets out of his right. hand, how quickly and how accurate it is consistently. Um, but Tate looks good, and I, all the, the young quarterbacks look good. I mean, yeah. I think that room is it's got a lot of potential. I'll be very interested. We don't want to see it. We hope we don't have to see it. You think if you did see it for a game or two that Tate would really be able to piggyback off the performance against Louisville and, and be, you know, something – North of just competent, like he'd be, he'd be pretty good. They you, got a, weapons galore. You're not going to ask him to yeah. win the game. I mean, you would think he'd feel confident. Yeah, I, my my worry with Tate, um, it, it it played out a little bit yesterday. Is that he made some incredible throws. He made, I mean, his arm over the middle. I mean, he's just got it. He's got the best arm on the team, strength wise, and he made some really impressive throws over the middle. He also had a couple that could have been intercepted. Where it's like, man, that's not the that's not the read right there, big dog. Don't don't throw that right there. I think. It's a good thing, but he believes in himself so much sometimes that he thinks he can fit it in any window, and, and that's going to lead to yeah. some mistakes. And then how does he how does he rebound from that? That's something. I mean, he rebounded well against Louisville, but he had no choice. How well, does he how does he rebound from it if he's if say he's the starter in twenty twenty four and he has a bad half? Can he unspiral himself? That's something like Jordan's done that. I don't know that Tate, we haven't seen that from Tate yet, and that's what I wonder about because he's got all the tools, man. He's a good athlete, too. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. I mean, hopefully we, we don't have to know anytime soon, like we said. I mean, this this should be a magical year for Jordan Travis. Uh, you look at the numbers from a season ago, and now you factor in that this will be the best offensive line he's ever played behind by a lot. He's got a ton of running back talent. The wide receivers are deep and versatile. They also love blocking for one another, so you get all these yards after the catch. You've got real tight ends, like freakish athletes at tight end in a couple of cases. Biscuits come a long, long way. He's going to be a vital part of that tight end room. And then you'd bring in the two guys. Obviously, you know, I, I think there's reason to be very excited about those two. So this is a group that should see big numbers, nationally ranked top five offense type numbers. They really, and he ought to be great. And he's confident. He knows the offense. I just don't know. What are you going to take away? What are you trying to take away if you're trying to beat Florida State? Like, I would try to take away the run because I always want to take away the run as a defensive coordinator. But good luck, man. Fine. Come take away the run. I'm going to get one-on-ones. Most teams don't anyway. Even when they try to, they don't take yeah, away the run. Yeah, but I'm saying if you want to go hell-bent on taking yeah. away the run, good luck. I'm going to get one-on-one -on -one matchups. My quarterback will spot it pre-snap. I mean, think about what LSU did with the caliber of defensive players that they had. They threw the kitchen sink at Jordan. This is – that night, when we did the the wrap-up down on the field, and then I called into Tom and, and Gene, I was still in awe that he handled mentally everything that LSU threw at them with real athletes. Like, LSU got frustrated and changed it up, gave him different looks up front, gave him different looks on the back end, and he always knew where to go with the football. And a whole bunch of third and eights. Well, and it wasn't third yeah. and one. It was third and eight and third and nine. And that was with an offensive line that won't be as good as this one. And it was with Cam McDonald instead of Jaheim And that, that's what I was going to say is the, the tight end group to me, how big of a game changer is that going to be? That's something we have to see. I went back and watched Alex Atkins talking from the uh, coaches' lunch on Friday because I was interviewing somebody else. But I went back and watched the video. People can find it at Warchant TV on YouTube. Um but he talked pretty extensively about the tight ends, and he said, look, it, we can be in the same personnel and go heavy to run the ball, but then also stretch the field. Yeah. And those guys, he's like, and he, 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 he's like, look, people, those guys can run a lot better than people probably are going to think. I think Jaheim Bell people know. Well, I think they know but, he can run. But Morlock can run, too. And <laughs> yeah, Marquise can move. really run. Yeah. And, and Biscuit, you wouldn't think he can move, like he, but he, he, moves, does. he moves pretty well. So that, that, that. We already thought the offense was really good, especially the second half of last season, but now you add that component to it, that's going to be fun to watch. And Winston Wright. 
Yeah. Winston Wright's a guy they don't. I mean, Micah Pittman serves a great role on this team. He's not the explosive athlete in space that Winston Wright is, in my opinion. I don't know if Winston's going to play in slot or outside and try to take pokey spot, but um, that, that's just a different. That's a different body that they haven't had. He's but, like a Jakai Douglas, but more proven. Right, but you know, Micah gets you the tough physical. Characters. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, he has a role, a, a big one. But I did, they're just different. They're not interchangeable. They're yeah. different kinds of uh, receivers. Really, what we're describing here is that all of the focus, a lot of the focus, will be on how much better and consistently better is the defense. And they have a chance to be a lot better. They have a chance to be a lot better. I'm not saying they won't be, but that's where we're going to look. Right, they need to take the same kind of leap that the offense took. Yeah, and and, that, and and they could because he's got a lot of <laughs> options right now on defense. And the only area I really worry about is again linebackers. So we'll see. Seminole headlines, ninety-three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Seminole headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. If this were to not play out in the way that we all seem to think it's going to, which means Florida State's going to have a really good team and be in a position to win the conference and thus maybe be a playoff contender. If it didn't happen, beyond injuries, every team, if, you, if, you have, if you're you you know addled with injuries, then you, you know that changes things. But why would it not work out? What, Fire what it, everybody. No, no, no. I'm saying what, what, what would have to happen? I can't invent, if it's not injuries, I can't envision I mean, them not having at least a nine-win season. I was going to say, like, what do you – what? Getting yeah, to the I mean, nine, nine's or, a floor, or being right? a, a sad season. If they, if they don't suffer injuries, yeah, to me, nine's... nine would be the floor as far as not being – I mean, the schedule kind of – Not being angry about the way they played. Yeah, we think right. there's seven-ish games that, that they've just... they got to win. I mean, I mean they're wins. given. I yeah. mean, you're not even thinking about you're, – you're trying to name the score. Yeah, but you never know. I mean, well, I mean some right. team will a... sneak up and no, be a no, good okay, team. I'll but that would be a problem. If there's a game, If there's a team that you think you should beat – before the season, and you lose to them, that's a that's Well, a let me just say this. There's always a team that you think is going to be good that ends up stinking, yeah. and then a team that you think is going to be bad that's pretty good. And So, yeah, is, is it possible, Corey, that Pitt's good when yeah. we go up there? And, it could be. I mean, it's not a bad program. They have some decent players. It, they could be good. But but if, if, if you go two and three in those other five games, right. yeah. that's that's probably it the leaves floor. leaves you wanting you, a little you, more. You'd like yeah. to think you wouldn't go I'm one just and try, I'm just trying to think of the – it would have to be that the defense doesn't take the step. But that, I mean, yeah, that I you lose a few shootouts. I think even if the defense plays exactly like it did this past year, it should be good enough to win 10 or 11 games. Yeah, because you, you got, think the uh, offense will be even offense, better. And, yeah, yeah, and again, schedule. in those games they lost, the offense went long swaths without doing anything. Like Correct. They, they gave up, they scored zero points in almost two quarters against Wake Forest. Yeah, I don't know. That should not happen and cannot happen against good teams. And I think that's, when you talk about the leap that you want to see, that to me is the... The biggest thing, and I think you will, as good as the offense was, there's still room for improvement there. If the defense just stays static, the offense I should the be even better than it to was. Be better. I, I will too. say definitively, I think they will be better. They got defensive linemen. They just, did, I mean, they, they, man, they, they were yeah. on skates against Louisville last year. They are they, going because they to didn't be have better love it. They didn't have bursts. Um, the backups weren't ready. Cooper, now, Cooper was hurt all year. Malcolm Ray was hurt all I year. I mean, I hadn't seen. I was with Jet, or maybe I, was, I just talked to you after. I saw Daryl Jackson for the first yeah, time. Yeah, you and I were talking to get yeah, Holy walking. moly. And he's that a monster. Guy, yeah. That he's guy a monster. probably won't start. He now, might start. But he's going to play a lot yeah. no matter what. They're going to rotate him in. But that's where you are now. Yeah, that man. guy would have been on the cover of the media guide three years ago. And now he might not be a starter on your team because of Lovett and Fisk and, and the other guys you have. So that's, to well, me, man, that just – that's what makes you feel good about this defense. That defensive line could be really good if it and, stays healthy. And there will be games where 
you know, they've they've spoken about it openly that there's going to be times they look at maybe going five defensive linemen because that is such a strength of this team now in terms of the depth and talent on that defensive line where you could put five of those. You could say against this offense, we're better off having these five dudes out there than the extra DB. And that's, again, you get to when you have depth and when you have a versatility of talent, it opens up a lot of doors for the coaching staff because a lot of people have judged Adam Fuller for whatever reasons they – don't believe he's what he needs to be. Although Mike Norvell just gave him a big raise and extension, so he clearly What's he believes making in him. Now? What's he uh, up to? One point two million a year. Yeah, doing pretty right, well Adam. for himself. Okay, a so, dog. So the people that thought he there was a concern that he wasn't under contract at the end of last season, maybe Norvell's getting rid of him. Well, no, you got a, a, a big raises in a two year extension. But besides that, we'll see what kind of coach he is with this kind of talent because you you. Some of your decisions strategically are made by what you have available. Of course. Well, now he's got a pretty full cupboard. So yeah, the versatility of looks yeah. that they're able to now give opposing offenses. They they were pretty standard. They they were really pretty one-dimensional what they could do defensively a year ago because they were hamstrung by personnel. Uh, they're far less hamstrung by personnel now. Now they have versatility. They have real talent, real size, real depth up front. And I think that also – even for the guys that did play a year ago, uh, they can be better just by knowing that they can give 100% of whatever they, whatever they have in the gas tank for this series because I'm going to get a rest. I got a yeah. quality backup that's going to come in the next series, and he's going to get that time to go 100%, and then it'll be my turn again. And this is how this works. You have all, all, the, all the players uh, will see their play elevated by that quality of depth that we're referencing. So – yeah, I do. I do think it would be. I the, we have question marks about the secondary, but it's not to say there aren't people that can fill and answer those questions, right? I mean, we just haven't seen it. So this will be, I think, yeah, probably one of the more interesting uh, observations that we'll make as a staff is how are they? You know, how does Duke Cooper transition to safety? Does he start at safety? Uh, you know, what do they do with this area? Thomas, he could be a nickel corner. What's he going to be? Who are right. you going to be your starting? Is Fintrell Cypress a starting corner to go with? Renardo Green or just Renardo Green move back to safety? What do they do? So they have options. And obviously we all like Shaheen Brown. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like the 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 big loss you have from that defense is Jamie Robinson. Yeah. And it is a big loss. But kind of sneakily, Shaheem's a better athlete. Shaheem's going to project better in the NFL than Jamie Robinson is. And oh, Jamie yes. Robinson's super productive, but he's not a guy. He didn't blow anybody away at the combine. Solid, solid. Yeah. And he's a real instinctive player and smart and, and tough and physical. All those things you love. But Shaheen Brown's got a length and athletic ability to Correct. him that, that is going to test much higher and potentially could make some plays that maybe Jamie couldn't even make. I'm not saying he's going to be better than Jamie Robinson. I'm he just has saying a chance to be better than Jamie Robinson. He could. The upside could be, is yeah. there. Um, so Now's the time. This is the year to do it. Year three. Oh, I, I mean, to Iris' point, he's a, he's a much longer athlete. Yeah. Um, he's more versatile in that way. He's not afraid to hit you. He plays fast. Yeah. So I don't see a reason why if you know if he maximizes his ability, sure. he may not happen this year, but if he maximizes his ability, he could absolutely project higher in the draft than than Jamie Robinson. And then when you have that line again, I mean, it just protects those DBs. I uh, like Greedy Vance, man. Again, I thought in the second half of last season, Greedy Vance was a really nice player on that secondary. Yeah. And then we saw it the first day of practice Monday, he looked. I mean, I thought he's he was good. very, yeah, very he good. Was like, and so was Jarian Jones. Yeah. Like, and he's a guy you don't even think about, but he's a guy that played a lot last year uh, at the end of last year. And uh, that's a really nice piece, a nice depth piece that they have that will, he'll probably play a lot too. They, they've got some options back there with not, not 
Derwin James's and Jalen Ramsey's, but guys that have played a lot of football and are pretty good college football players. So we get several questions every day or every time we do this show, and I'm sure you get it on Wake Up War. Is that about the video board? No. Because I got some... I got some things to say. And we get it We get it after these practices that we're able to observe. And just to reiterate for people, just so you know, we're not purposely, like, hiding information from you. There are some things we're not allowed to report on. And it's not overbearing. I mean, in fact, this is the best policy I'm aware of in the country. I mean, we, we're able to take in everything. You can ask a coach questions right after practice. He'll sit and talk with you. I mean, you can set up all the interviews you want, all of that. And we're there. We see everything. But if guys miss a practice – or if they're there and they're unable to participate fully, we're not going to come on here and tell you that so-and-so was not at practice yesterday unless Norvell addresses that fact to us. Once Norvell does that, it's kind of we have the ability at that point to report it to you. But guys miss practices all the time. I mean, it could be that they have class on Monday and it was a Monday practice and they couldn't be there. Like, I'm not going to come on and say so-and-so didn't practice on Monday. And, you know, like Friday, I think, uh, tour of duty was – Jordan yeah. was on Friday. Like Gene put up his photo gallery, and Aslan put up video highlights, and some people were like, "We didn't see Jordan in anything." And it's like, yeah. man, I promise you, Jordan Travis is on the football. He's team. fine. He's fine. He's, he's there. He's, he, but that's, yeah, the, that's there's the point. A, there's a concern, so we can't. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to address all these. And it's not. Uh, again, it's just kind of a deal we have to have. We get access to practice that we've never had. I mean, I covered Coach Bowden. Even yeah, in the later years, you didn't have that access uh, to be able to go out to practice every day, especially during the season. We get that, but the but the trade-off is well, – And also, just pragmatically, if, if if I suspend a player for three days, I don't need to shame him publicly. I mean, I've got I've decided he's not going to practice today, tomorrow. Maybe he's got a, a makeup test he's got to study issues, for. Internal issues, whatever. He's got whatever, you know. He had a bad day. He was late to a meeting, so I didn't let him practice yesterday because he needs to know there are consequences. I don't need to roll to the press every time I do that and tell you, hey, so-and-so's not here today because he got into a little bit of trouble. So there are – there are myriad reasons guys miss practice, and just because somebody's not there, or even if they're there and they're not participating fully, we got to be careful about how we report. But on the that. flip side of that, that's cool about what we get to do is there were two instances yesterday where Jaheim Bell made really impressive catches because he's an impressive athlete. In both times, he did not hold the ball after catching it the way Norvell wanted him to, and Norvell sprinted up to him and screamed at him. Yeah, one time about not creating bad habits, another time he kind of ran with him back to the huddle screaming at him the whole time about what he had done wrong after making a sensational catch. And it's like, man, that's the kind of stuff, that's the insight that I think is really unique because you see how important he's going to be to that team, right? It's fun. Yeah. yeah it's fun. And you also see the methodology of how they yes. get guys in line and get guys rolling. Headliner questions forthcoming. Stay with Simple Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.